Hi, welcome to Women Inspiring Women. Today, I am so excited to finally get my next guest on this podcast. I've been pestering her since I started this way back in October. She is one of the biggest reasons I have my own business today and that I'm even on Instagram. She is my business inspiration and mentor. She's kind, intuitive, extremely creative, intelligent, and incredibly business savvy. She really is a visionary. She is loyal, so deeply generous, helpful, soulful, purposeful in her actions, but also super trendy and hilarious. She says she's an open book, but I think she's kind of private, humble, but confident in a quiet way and never puts herself first. Today actually was a gift to me. And I do know that Lisa. <laughs> so, and I only hope to step up and truly get this right to honor her in the greatest way. So I would really want to welcome my beauty of a friend, Lisa. How are you, Lisa? Oh my goodness. I'm good. <laughs> That was intense. <laughs> How are you feeling this morning? Thank you so much for coming on because I do know you're doing this mostly for me. So thank you from the bottom of my heart and just for being that amazing friend. So why don't we start with how we met? That's always sort of an easy way to get into this. And I'm going to get you to tell about it because it's always interesting to me how, you know, your memory of it. So yeah. how do we meet? Um, well, we went to the same school. So like I knew of you, but we weren't really um, in the same circle so much like going, going to school. Um, and then you started dating one of my close friends, Adam. <laughs> yes. And that's how we started like hanging out and stuff. Yeah. Married. And I remember fully, uh, the biggest memory was knowing of you when Adam and I started dating. Um, and then Dave and Busters. Mm -hmm. Do you remember yeah. that was sort of the first time yeah. I think we hung out and you yeah. and Pat, and it was just such a funny night <laughs> like when I think of it all. But that was sort of, I think the initial sort of how I knew that we would be where we could hang out more often. And I really liked you, you know, and I like that you're quiet, but you're funny. Um, and you're not in people's faces, but you're, yeah, no, you're, but you're interesting. So yeah, that was a big one for me. And then after that, we we've had so many, oh my gosh, things are coming in my head now. Like John Bon Jovi concert. Yes. Every time I hear him <laughs> on the radio, I think of you. You know what I think of the moment when he came up 10 rows up in front of us mm -hmm. and all we see is Bon Jovi's ass right? And our husbands stepped up that night for us. They started taking pictures with the phones that we had, and it was way back when. And I just remember them working like paparazzi for us <laughs> to get these pictures that I still don't know where they are right now. But right. I do. <laughs> but I do remember that. And then the other thing that comes into my head is also like the trips we've taken, but the airplane ride over the Grand Canyon. Oh my god. That was scary. <laughs> But um, was it though, like, was it something we made up to be scary or was it really scary? Like, that's what I sometimes wonder. Did I make that up? You know, I'm pretty sure we were almost going to die. So <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> and it was the day before my wedding. So I was like, I'm not getting married. 
<laughs> Sorry. No, because I feel like looking back, like it was what, how many years ago now? Was that 50? No. 19 years. Wow. Oh my goodness. And that was an awesome trip. But um, yeah, no, it's just one of the, you know, it's one of those things that bond you, right? When you go through something that intense. Yeah. But um, so what I want to talk to you about now is, can you tell me, so this part, I want you to sort of talk about you in a way that you can give me anything. It can be about sort of the way I know you is very much about your businesses. Um, and you can go from there. You can start from personal, but just tell me a little bit as if you're introducing yourself a little bit. Um, but you can go back in high school. You can go back to when you started your first business or when you worked for, you know, your dad, anything like that, what feels comfortable. Okay. Um, well, I guess um, I own a couple of businesses and one of them is a hair salon with my husband. And we've had that for 20 years now in Markham. Um, and then, by the way, I just have to say it is what the in Markham, you are always nominated and win the category of um, like top hair salon in Markham. There you yeah. go. Yeah, thanks. And uh, <laughs> we uh, started another business with my business partner about 10 years ago, and that is a dance competition. And um, we also have a post-secondary dance program as well that we started a few years back. So that business is growing and we do a lot of charity work for sick kids. So I guess that's a little bit about me. So my question is, okay, when you, I remember sort of the, when I first started meeting you, Pat was working for someone else. You were working for your dad as a private investigator, yes. I think. Is that yeah. right? And yeah. um I knew that you worked hard and you were very much into dance at that time. You're a dance instructor. Yes. What, what made you decide that you were going to start a business with Patrick or I call him Pat. So it's weird for me to call Patrick. Yeah. Like uh, what was the moment that you sort of, cause so I'll never forget standing in the middle of your salon when you first opened that opening day. I'll remember seeing that the front desk there and being just so it was almost so it like uh, profound in a way, because I thought, how does someone come up with an idea, like just a thought to turn it into, to come into fruition in this form. And you now knowing you, how many years later, you always outdo yourselves, like go above and beyond and make it seem easy to the point that it's inspiring, but I know there's hard work. I know there's stress. So how did you go from thinking about it to actually making it happen and now being successfully doing these businesses, right? Um, I think, well, the hair salon was more of Patrick, my husband. He um, was a hairstylist for many years and he decided he wanted to branch out and open up his own. So we decided that that was going to be our focus um, because we started it before we got married. So we decided that that would be our focus um for the first you know few years before we did decide to get married we would focus on that and then um get married a few years later so it was just really like I guess his dream I always knew I wanted to maybe do a business of my own or something so we decided that we would just do that first and see where it takes us and 
Um, I think starting that business, we had no idea what we were doing. And uh, we just kind of started, you know, research and like you choose a business name and you got to register it. And we were very green and didn't know anything. So we just kind of learned as we went along. And we had a lot of help from his dad, like he was amazing. And he went from place to place with us and helped us find a, a spot and handled all the, you know, real estate dealings and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, helped me with all that. And do you sort of have a remember sort of that moment where you're like, okay, we're going to do this. And it started with research. I guess that's where it starts, right? Is with research because that sort of feels yeah. a little bit less daunting, I, I think. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Always research, lots of it. <laughs> and sure. was there ever any sort of like, because you always come across really poised, very classy and very calm. Um, like even on a pecker mouth. <laughs> You do. Like, even when I'm freaking out at a Raptors game, you're the one sitting there like, <laughs> you know, but yeah, be quiet. <laughs> but do you ever get, was there any fear about it? Or was it almost like you just sort of, do you just focus and go? Um, well, yeah, there was obviously fear for sure. I'm like, are we going to have anybody show up? And, you know, I remember doing our grand opening and you think, is anyone even going to open those doors besides our family and friends? And, um, but I always have hope and I feel like, you know, anything is possible. So you just got to keep working at it and something will magically happen eventually. So I guess the fear goes away after a while, but yeah, it definitely was scary to start. So the one thing I have to say and give you so much credit for is you not only open sort of a salon, but you make it this experience. You make it um, about so much more than a, like hair, but your top quality, you know, you always are thinking ahead. And even with me now, when I'm sort of doing my thing and I'll, I'll call you in those moments of, okay, I'm stuck. And then you say, well, okay, well, just reinvent the wheel you've said that to me and I'm just wondering like have you always been that way or is that something you learned is that something that you've seen in someone else or you just always feel like just think of 10 steps forward you know just because when you go in the salon it's a different experience and you know you got the product you'd always have was sort of new and trendy or you would be the first ones to do this style um, you're always thinking of different ways. And then, and then you always were doing the, um, what is it called when you would have sort of a cut-a-thon or something going on? Is that something that's just sort of in you and you're always like that? Um, well, yeah, I think it's always important to be, I guess, like one or two steps ahead and thinking ahead of time. I think the hair salon business kind of started that in me only because like, you're always thinking ahead because you're always pre-booking clients' appointments. So in your brain, you're always thinking months in advance and weeks in advance. So I think my brain started just kind of going that way from then uh, because I like am already planning in 2023 now for things, right? So like um, 
I'm always thinking ahead and thinking, what can we do that will bring us to an, the next level a few months from now or years from now or that kind of thing. Does that get you out of your comfort zone? Um, or is that something you're comfortable with? Because every time I talk to you, I feel like you make me feel so out of my comfort zone. You're like, try this, do that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lisa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I'm so used to just Doing thinking that. of trying new things and and what can we do different and what can make us better. And I'm always, I'm the idea person, I guess. So I'm always coming up with new ideas and thinking outside the box. And um, so I guess that is my comfort zone. Yeah, which is amazing. Like it's really so inspiring. Um, and, but it, what's good is you and both, both you and Pat seem to have that same in you. It matches, like you guys are, you know, it's not like anyone's has to pull each other. You're both doing that and have the vision, right. I think. Um, and it always amazes me the visions you have, or I'm just like, wow, like it's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just really inspiring because you seem to know how to think bigger. And that's something I struggle with is like, I like to be safe and in this part, like stay in this box and you'll be like, well, no, think that, or, and I just sort of, it blows my mind every time we talk. Um, and I want to thank you for that because you've helped me so much this year, but always I've seen it. Um, great lengths. So now you're opening up like home decor, right? Mm -hmm. How did that start? And I have a feeling I know, but you're going to probably tell me. <laughs> um, that was just something that we started during COVID, like to keep us busy and um my husband likes to do a lot of woodworking and stuff and I'm very crafty so we just kind of started coming I would come up with some designs and get him to start building some things and we do something together so it would help pass the time and you know take the stress away from yeah COVID <laughs> and Pat so, is literally doing that right now he's outside building right now yeah right? so if you hear some noise that's him <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah. um but that's amazing so and I just I can't wait to get back into the song to be honest and see you guys because it's always nice to just sort of be around you and see what's new and exciting you know but um, incredible job on, on both of you. And um, I really sort of, when I talk about you to other people, I just, that's the thing that I'll say is like watching you do what you do is inspiring and people can learn. And that's, you know, what I hope people hear when, when they're listening to this podcast, um, you know, just to be, to have belief and um, to think bigger, to dream bigger. Mm -hmm. And coming then, so now we're moving into business number two. Mm -hmm. Yep. I started a dance competition. Um, we're going into like year nine. So I can't believe it, that. Yeah. We started like we, the plan started a couple years before our first event, but that was just something really, I, we started on a whim and we're here nine Wasn't it just later. a conversation of excitement about you and having love for your dance? Um, yeah, so my business partner and I taught um, at the same studio and um, we only met once, like we crossed paths because I always got to the studio like 
two hours before I started to teach to prepare and whatnot. And he got there early one day and we started a conversation and um, we talked for the whole time before class started. It was just super easy. And then the next time we met up, I just kind of off the cuff as a joke said, we should start a dance competition because that was the conversation we were talking about. And that was, it was really just a joke. And um, the next time I saw him, he said, were you serious about that? Cause I would be interested. And I was like, I guess so. So I went home and said to my husband, what do you think if we start a dance competition? And he was like, all right, go for it. So we did. That's, and I had only met Mitchell like three times and we just started. And then it was the research phase and we got together. I remember picking him up for the first time and I was so nervous because we didn't really know each other <laughs> all that well. And I'm like, here I am starting. And he's like 20 years younger than me too, or whatever. So it's like, it was really interesting, the whole process. But now he's like, family and my best friend and it's amazing no that's that that'll happen that's so and now so can you just describe a little more on the floor for the people who are not in the dance industry mm -hmm. um we're a dance um event company I would say and we host dance competitions workshops um classes and our biggest um, thing is our charity events for sick kids. So when we started our business, we both wanted to do something to teach the importance of giving back to children. So it was important for us to have like a charity component um, to the business. So that's something that we're really big about as well. I've been to one dance competition, I think, and I was blown away by just the, the, like the people, this was a few, like, no, I, I don't know, eight years ago. And I was blown away by just how many people were there. Um, just, you had merchandise, you had organization teams were in one place they were jumping on the stage I think Pat even took me backstage and I was like what are you doing <laughs> like <laughs> while it was going on and it was so it was so neat and I was just like I came out of there going how do you it, it just taught me that you 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 think of something you dream it you you know you you do your research you do the work and it, it comes true but it was always that was another sort of real moment of wow like you guys take this on the responsibility and you do it so well and there's a lot of people involved that you're you're responsible for, mm -hmm, for and sure. you did it so well and then you had you know like your your food and snacks for the people working and you're treating everyone so well each person and I'll never forget that was another game it was like standing in the salon you know opening day going wow like this is how this is what visionary to me would be like you do that and then so going back so so not only just talking about the dance competition because it's now growing or I mean obviously with COVID things have had to stop right but we do and I have belief that it will be back just yeah. we don't know when um so but it's so incredible to see how you guys take it on and then you're smiling and happy and you're doing it so well 
And like, you have to know how inspiring that is. And I hope you do. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, for just us, say yes, Lisa, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. You know me, that I know. Work. but for us, it's that we're kind of still going, wow. You know, I remember some days at our last events pre COVID, we would still get, you know, at the end of the event, be like, wow, that just happened. <laughs> How did that just happen? You're still in disbelief yourself. Like, that you you made it work but yeah it's something that we started on a whim and it's grown and I'm I have to say like I am very proud of it because it is something that um kind of came from nothing and I wasn't even a thought or a glimmer in my eye really to be a thing in my life but I'm so happy that it is when did you know you were kind of a big deal? Um, what does that mean? <laughs> I just, I knew you'd have a hard time answering that. But was there a moment that you would sort of like after one event, um, was there moments when you're maybe after the salon when you're like, wow, like we are affecting people in an, you know, we're, we're doing something massive here. Um, I think as far as on the floor goes, it probably would be after the first Sick Kids Gala that I kind of was like, wow, we're onto something here maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still think like we're such a small little, little company, you know, just trying to make our mark, but, um, and trying to like, you know, make a difference where we can and when we can kind of thing. Now, so, and I may cry, so don't be uncomfortable with my tears. <laughs> well, I'm a crier, so. <laughs> so I'm fine, but I might cry. <laughs> um, Sick Kids Gala. And this is just one night of what actually goes on behind the scenes of what you do for sick kids if you can describe sort of what you've done, but it is incredible. Thank you. What you guys do, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, the Sick Kids Gala started, like I said, Mitchell and I both decided when we first started researching and deciding what we were gonna do with On the Floor that we wanted a charity component and to teach dancers the importance of giving back and doing good and being kind and whatnot. So um, we both had a student um, who she was like a big, and still is a big part of my heart. Um, she suffered from many things growing up and had many surgeries. And, um, you know, we had already done cut-a-thons at the hair salon to, raise money for sick kids in honor of her. And I just knew like, we wanted to do something the same and make it bigger, like, you know. Um, so this gala kind of happened where we decided that certain dancers at each of our event would get chosen to be a part of this special night. And they would get the opportunity to dance with professional dancers in a professional show um for one night 
and we would raise money and we do like a raffle, silent auction and all that kind of stuff um, to raise money for the child life department at SickKids. Um, so these kids can have, um, you know, a little bit of normalcy in their day-to-day -day life and it helps um, with the funding towards, you know, their game room and arts and crafts and, things that can maybe bring a smile to their face in their challenging days that they have ahead. So yeah, it's a really big part of what we do and what we're proud of, I guess, for sure. Walking into the gala, it's, it's profound and to see how many people are involved behind the scenes, but then the people who come to see it, it is incredible. It is life altering every time I've walked into that door and seen the dancers and seen the people and the smiles on the faces and the gratitude and how much you've affected the families, the kids and us just watching that. And I don't know if you know that every time I go there, like I'm bawling so I can tell people are probably all bawling there, but that is something that I think, yeah, like if there's Dharma or callings, a calling in life, I would say that's probably one of yours, you know, and, um, but it's massively incredible what you do. And you have to know that is beyond inspirational. It is profound. Um, and it makes you know, anytime you, you see that, or I hear about what you're doing, it just, it always sort of checks in. It's a check-in to what, how can we do more for others? Whatever scale that is for us, right? That's sort of an inspiration for me. Like we don't all maybe have the same idea of what we're going to do in life to help others, but it's a great um, way for people to understand how to be there for other people. And you do it on such a massive level. So thank you for that. Like I, I'm always like, not even just talking about the production of it, but just on the effects of how you, you change people inside on a soulful level. When you go just through those doors, let alone during the year, I know you do other events and you raise tons of money for them. Um, like I could go on and on this hour could just not, you know, I could just go on, but honestly, Lisa, like, I'm so grateful that I know you for that. Oh, this feeling is mutual for sure. Um, I, I think the gala though, the, the focus is really the dancers and the, you know, we have our sick kids ambassadors who share their stories and open up and, and share their lives with everyone. And I think they're the true, um, behind the scenes people that make it all work the warriors make, yeah so I think you know everything really goes to them and, and the dancers that they put in hours upon hours and the choreographers um, there's just and so many volunteers and there's just so many people that you know work so hard to make that event happen so we owe it all to them for for sure it's absolutely beyond beautiful. Um, and what's, what's sort of been lovely over the years too is seeing the kids grow. 
Mm -hmm. you know, like year every year going and seeing them grow and tell their story and there, yeah, the hope, there's just such Mm -hmm. hope in that night, you know? And then on top of it, that it's just a fantastic night of a great dancing, like besides the, 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 the purposeful part of it, it's such a great run event. Like you, you have the snacks, you have the details, you have the gift giveaway prizes, you have the amazing talent, the amazing talent of dancing that happens that night too. And, uh, and choreography and, oh my goodness, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, life altering to see something like that. So amazing job. And I hope, um, yeah, I just hope, and I think you do know how much that can um, change, you know, humanity. There's a change in that, like from just what you do. Well, we're, we're hopeful that we can get back to doing it. I mean, we're right now doing virtual versions of our um gala but we're really hopeful that in 2022 we can get back to doing our you know live a night for sick kids gala and keep growing that fund like we've raised over um $360,000 to date so we want to just keep you know that's amazing we going higher and higher so no that's incredible honestly wow okay um so, sorry, I just lost it because I was crying a lot. Okay. Um, so besides also, you know, being being a good friend to us, generous, beyond generous, um, and being there for people, but for your family, like I just remember for your, you know, with your with your grandparents, you were just mm-hmm. so actively, and now I I can really even appreciate it even more because I'm sort of similarly going through that with my mom, right? And you'll say, yeah. oh, I remember that, and I I do remember at the time, but you know when you're not sort of in something, you can't really understand the depth of that, exactly. and that's something that, and I sorry that I have to backtrack, but I just wanted to bring it up because. It helps me now more than ever, even though at the time I knew how important and how um, how it just made me realize such a good person you are, that um, now, how many years later when I'm going through it, and sometimes I'm going through sometimes those heart, you know what I'm talking about, helping someone that mm-hmm. is um, deteriorating. Yeah. yeah. And knowing how hard that is. Like you don't anticipate those hard moments. You definitely don't. And I just remember you, you really did it with like this feeling of, I know this is what I have to do. Um, And you stepped up and you step up for your family um, and your friends. I know if I would call you and be like, and I do that, I call you and be like, Lisa, I don't know what to do. And it's some rando problem or whatever. I'm like, I don't know this. You understand and you're there and you will do and be in my life for it. And um, I just have to really bring that up. I didn't want to not bring it up now because um, that also is such a big quality to me in a friend, but also in a person. And that's something I do want my, my kids to see, whether it's through, you know, my actions or people's actions, or, you know, I just want to say your empathy is something that I 
do not take for granted. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, but I do. I remember it. I remember how you were and you were just so, you know, and being even younger than, you know, like that was something you can't teach. I find, you know, like you can try to model it and, and, you know, but I find that's something that's within you. And that's really like, it's something that you have to get. I want to give you credit for. So thanks for that, Lisa, honestly. So I know that you're kind of cringing right now and sitting there going, oh my gosh, stop talking about me, but we're going <laughs> to, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but thank you for everything. So um, I think, are you ready for some questions? Mm-hmm. Sure. Awesome. Okay. My first question is what women or woman inspires you and why? Um. Well, I have to say, like, I kind of am inspired by everyone that is around me or touches my life. Like I pull inspiration from everyone, to be honest. But if I had to choose one, I would for sure say my sister, um, because she is super hardworking, caring. She's like the most amazing mom and puts everyone before herself. Um, So I look up to her in so many ways and um, I think she would be like my number one, but I do also, you know, pull from everyone that I meet from, whether it's from the kids at Sick Kids that touch me, my friends, um, family, coworkers, acquaintances. I always try to pull something from everyone and get inspired and take it with me and yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I like that. That's actually how I feel too. I take it sort of every day. I find someone might inspire me in this way. And then mm-hmm. tomorrow that would be sort of someone might inspire me in that way. Um, which is sort of the whole point of this podcast for me is to just show that everyone can inspire, you know? Yeah. Right. What do you think your calling is or your Dharma? Mm. I think probably to give back and help and, you know, be kind and do all those, those types of things, I guess I would say. Yeah, for sure. And I feel that I truly believe you think that because that's how you, you act like in all your actions. What is your favorite quality And this? Okay. This is going to be tough, I think. (laughs) For you to answer. <laughs> what is your favorite quality about yourself? Uh huh. Maybe um, that I'm kind-hearted. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you said that about yourself, because I know that was probably hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. To be honest, this whole podcast is a little hard. <laughs> but. <laughs> Thank um, you. I do think it's so important to be kind and especially in this world that we live in right now. And so I guess me being kind hearted that. Absolutely, Lisa. And you truly are. What gets you through, you know, what gets you through um, the really hard times? Um. Well, besides my husband, you know, always like cheering me on and whatnot, I think hope, like I always have hope. And I know that 
there's always like, there's always a bright side to everything. And, you know, you can always get out of whatever situation you're in and you just have to have hope. So I think hope gets me through everything. Excellent. Yeah, I love that. Do you go by your gut feeling, intuition? Yes. Even sure. when it's like, even when you, it's sort of a really unstable situation, do you still feel like you're going with your gut? Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, I believe that. No, because you're pretty good at knowing sort of what you in the end want to do, I think. Yeah, I, I have, a, if, especially if, depending on the situation, but if whoever I am, like, if it's like with one business or another, if we're talking business and my business partner, we both have, we pretty much are always on the same page. So we both have the same gut feeling, then that's what we do, or that's what we go with. That's awesome. Cause sometimes I find I can overanalyze. And so it's good when you, you know, I think also as we get older, I think we start to feel to trust that more, but I definitely, I definitely do have that side too, though, where I overanalyze everything. And I think you have to, but when push comes to shove, I think I'll always go with my gut. Amazing. What is the most important quality in a friend to you? Trust, like 100% trust. Yeah. Me too. My goodness. It is so important. Trust and honesty. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah yeah absolutely yeah and actually I could totally you know what I would never ever want to do that to you like like ever misplace the trust with you because I do sense that it, that would be a game changer you know yeah like, I'm big on trust because I'm an op like I said I, I am an open book and I will be very honest with everybody I'm that friend that'll say oh you got something on your face or like I I <laughs> I, I'll just be on it. I'm honest. So if someone lies to me, that's, that's a ouch. Yeah. 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 Um, this one. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Cause I'm, I'm actually curious. How does your memory work, Lisa? Not very well. <laughs> um, I go by lists like yeah. lists. So my memory works by lists and writing things down. Um, I like to say I try, you know, an electronic calendar and all that kind of stuff, but it's really for me, um, I've moved to like my iPad, but I have to hand write everything. So if I'm not like, I have to hand write notes and things for me to remember. And so if you I were, write. so if you write it out, you feel like your brain will remember it. If actually yeah. the action of writing Yeah. question when you are doing, when you have to remember choreography, mm -hmm. how do you remember it? Um, well, for me, because I'm not like, I'm not a professional dancer. Um, but, but if you were, I, I would write it down. What? Really? Yeah. You would like, write it? As a teacher, I would write everything down. Like I had notes upon notes all my kids dances and everything Whoa. it was always written I'm just like that person <laughs> okay so say I have a dance for you that I want you to learn mm -hmm. <laughs> that would be a really horrible dance sorry <laughs> no, it but, no but so say I had to, and you had to learn it through me 
Would you A, want me to write it out for you? B, would you want me to dance it out for you? Or C, would you need to dance it out? No. Or would like, you want me I, to tell it would, to you? Yeah, I'd be able to remember it. Like I'm a visual person as well. So I guess okay. even, I, I guess still like writing things down, it's a visual thing as well, right? Like you're yep. looking at your notes. And so I am a visual person. So we're doing the moves I will remember it because I'm watching you and I'm learning but for the most part day-to-day -day stuff it's lists everyone makes fun of me because I'm the list person I have lists everywhere notes everywhere yep no I like it me too and uh, yesterday in particular I forgot a list and the day was <laughs> just a joke <laughs> it was such a like I was like no stick to the list yeah you know yeah that happens like I was up till midnight doing stuff because I didn't stick to the list right mm -hmm. um these questions mm -hmm. are a little more fun okay what is your favorite homemade meal you can make it or Pat can make it but what is your favorite homemade meal um well I'm actually I'm I prefer snacking so I would I would say a charcuterie board that's as you're making an excited face, I that's me. Like my favorite thing is like a good charcuterie board. Yep, I'm not someone who would eat a casserole kind of deal. Yeah, that's me for sure. That's nice wine on a charcuterie board. Yeah, that's great, Lisa. Can we do that one day? Yeah, for sure. Now, what is your favorite type of music? I actually don't really know. I like every kind of music. I think okay. because being a dancer and having that background, like you always kind of do everything or dance to any kind of music, really. Um, so I love Broadway, like really anything. I I do. I can find love in anything, whether it's country. I mean, I wouldn't, <laughs> you know, be playing country music in my car like a country station typically in my car but if i hear one i i'm like oh, you'll sing it fun. yeah do you sing no do you sing no no definitely no i've never not. heard you sing <laughs> do you sing in your car when i was younger i did and i almost you know took singing lessons and did oh. all that but my parents um decided against it because i was so into dance so but i would have so you have really a good voice uh, not anymore. No, I think but you like do. <laughs> no, no, I definitely don't. But you do is what no, you're no, saying. No. no, I definitely don't. Definitely not. <laughs> My niece has a good voice. She's taking singing lessons. But oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I know. All right. Um, What's your favorite movie? So the one you would pick if you like, I know you're too busy sometimes to even sit and watch a movie, but if you know, you're, you're sort of like, oh my gosh, I'm done. What is it that you would put on just because you don't want to think, but it's there and makes you feel great? Um, so I'm not really a movie person only, <laughs> only because I can't really sit for that long and Fair watch enough. a movie. I'm more of like a, a TV sitcom, like short kind of thing, but I do love all classic. Like it's not that I don't oh. watch music. So I like classic movies, um, like Sound of Music, oh. Nelson, like and yes. and any Disney movie, to be honest. I'm a big Disney freak. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Which one is your favorite? 
you think? which Disney yeah yeah um like Lion King I love Lion King oh yeah oh that's sweet very nice wait what was the show you would watch then like tv shows you yeah because you said you're a tv person what would be the tv show um probably friends <gasps> yeah did you watch the friends reunion no is it out yet I, I wasn't sure if it was out yet oh my gosh Lisa you're not a fan then if you're even asking me that question <laughs> well I've seen the I'm previews kidding. but I didn't no. think it was out I'll have to look then I'm kidding that's what I'll be watching tomorrow um it is it is on crave hbo plus okay. so if you get crave yeah and this is i'm just going full disclosure i ordered crave just, just to watch that yeah. i would too like for sure for something like that yeah. yeah so um yeah so it came out on not yesterday the night before okay so yeah i definitely am not a diehard fan then because i thought it was coming out in a few weeks but <laughs> Yeah, like I think I'm the president, so then maybe you're vice. Maybe, yeah. Um, What was your favorite cartoon growing up? That's a good question. I think I watched a lot, really. Like (laughs) I remember my sister and I would watch cartoons before going to school every day. Like that was Mm -hmm. our thing. We'd get ready, have breakfast. We used to watch like Gem. Oh, yeah. Inspector Gadget and the Flintstones. So those were like our morning cartoons that we would watch before school. And I wonder if they were actually my, like, you know, when I think back, was it really my favorite or was it was the only channel and show on at the time, right? Now you can't. Sitting and watching it because you have no choice. Yeah, right. Because that was all that was, that was the only cartoons at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. When you were a child, what do you think you were going to do when you grew up? Uh, Be a dance teacher. That's I knew I always had wanted to be. Uh, well, you really were, even as a, you were that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, uh, um, do you have a nickname? Yes, my nephew started it when he was a baby. Um, it's Chi Chi. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. He couldn't say auntie, so he would say Chi Chi, and then it kind of just stuck. So everyone calls me Chi Chi now. I do remember that. I actually put the question not remembering, but now I do. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, did you have a favorite stuffed animal and what was its name? Um, I don't know about like growing up. I received <laughs> one from my husband when we first started dating when we were like 15 and he got me a Simba. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what, <laughs> what was I thinking? doing? Okay, I don't know, We, the troll. Oh yes, that but that wasn't. I it's not a stuffed animal. <laughs> you wouldn't it cuddle it. Plastic doll, but yeah, I did have a troll doll. <laughs> That's I was doing the hair for the oh. troll. That's where you're like looking at me, like, what are you doing? Got it. Got it. Yeah, no, he bought me a Simba from the Lion King, so okay. I guess I I kept that. I think I just got rid of that a few years ago. So does he know? uh yeah he's a big purger so he was like get rid of it <laughs> okay because I was like we won't bring it up if he doesn't know yeah, no, <laughs> or don't get him know. to listen to this um last two questions um and I think I know this what would be the first word that would fly to your mouth if you stubbed your toe what's your favorite swear word my favorite swear word is definitely fuck <laughs> I have a big trucker mouth and I constantly swear. 
I think I taught my niece and nephew how to swear before anyone else, I'm sure. I love it. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, that's the same word. And I'm the same way. I do it when I'm more angry. Like when I'm angry, all of a sudden, you know, if like I'm angry, I'm, I'm speaking and then that, you know, I pepper it <laughs> with the F word. <laughs> um, and lastly, and I, this question, I, I'm always interested. What is your favorite thing about our friendship? Definitely the fact that we can go sadly long periods of time without, you know, seeing each other or chatting. And when we do, it's like, we've seen each other every day since. So we have, to me, I know that that's like the true meaning of a friend and, you know, life gets busy and we all get busy and things happen. And sadly we can go I mean, we were really on point. I think we would do, for the most part, one or two dinners a year for a while. Yes. And, yeah. You know, then after the last few years, it's been so busy. And with COVID, you know, yeah. you don't see each other as much. But um, whenever we do reconnect, it's like no time has passed. And absolutely. So comfortable. So comfortable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, well, you know, when it's, you're so busy with all your stuff, which is always so wonderful about you guys is I'm always so happy that you've, your businesses are going so well, um, that it's, you know, it's sad in a way that we can't always hang out, but to me, it's always a good thing in a way, because you guys are always doing something new and exciting. And, um, honestly, you know, I just, I, I always am excited to see what's coming next for you guys. Um, and I know, and actually you mentioned, I, this is already going off script, but 2023, are you allowed to let us know any information about anything or is this all under wraps of what you're, because I'm always interested in what you guys are, you know, coming uh, up with. Yeah, we have, well, we're, we're working on a couple new projects right now. So we're hoping that they might come into fruition by then. So we'll see, but um yeah, we're always, you know, thinking ahead and trying to think of what's new and what can be next for sure. So that's a no. Okay. <laughs> just no, but it just goes to show you, you're always thinking ahead, but thank you. So um, thanks Lisa for being a part of this. I really appreciate it. It was so much fun. Um, so for those listening, please take the time to think of who inspires you and reach out and connect. It can make someone smile. It could change your relationship or it could start a new one on behalf of Lisa and I thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.